Hey there, everybody. Hambo here. Um, I'm a bit late with this podcast, uh, mostly because, uh, you know, uh, November and December got uh, got me rocking and rolling pretty busy at work. And uh, it's this is my birthday podcast, but I wanted to let you know there's a probably going to be a part two to this eventually. Um, I'm talking to to my good friend uh, John Belante, who I, who I grew up with uh, since I was a kid. Um, yeah, I had to do some editing to this one as well, so um, took a little bit of thought to 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 do it. I, I we had a little bit of a life situation uh, come up, but uh, we'll continue it. I'm sure down the line. Um, I still think you can get something out of this one. Talk about a lot of real stuff in it and uh, having to do with what's going on right now as far as sensitivity and, and the culture and all that good stuff. Um, and as well as some fun stories about, uh, we were going to get going to get into it about uh, our video game sessions and uh, Golden Axe, but uh, well, I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. So uh, it might end a little abruptly, but uh, just know that uh, the, the, there will be a, a part two eventually. Okay? Thanks, guys. Hope you're having a fun holiday, and uh, as always, long days and pleasant nights. All right, everybody, this is my birthday pre-Thanksgiving episode of Hambo. I'm here with my good buddy. What is your name? (laughs) Well, I mean, CJ, there's such a story behind this, but you know me as Jay. Jay Michael Stassi. Oh, wow, he's really old school. But you're also old enough to know when my name changed. Yeah. To uh, John Michael Belante. It's kind of yeah. like I was uh, CIA or something because one year <laughs> we go out after school and summer vacation and I'm Jay Chastain. The next yeah. time I come back, now I'm John B. I mean, this is what it is. We can go into that later. That's another story later. Well, yeah, that's another story. that's another story we can, we can but tell on this. But for everyone out there, it's John. Yeah. John Belante. Oh, I'm sorry, Belante. Belante. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I have a friend of mine that when I was going to high school north. Um, Jason Volante. I'm like, that's so weird. It's, it's so, so close weird. to Volante. So, uh, John Bellini. <laughs> you leave my house. Get just, out of here. Just get out. I mean, seriously, at this point, like, I, I was all excited about this. And now I just. And now I'm drinking you know, water. It is. And he's drinking beer. John Volante. You know what, John CJ? Volante. Actually, from this point on, I want you to call me what you feel comfortable calling me. John. Jay. <laughs> We will call me John B because that's John B is a good one. John B is a good one. That's, that's his current rendition. Go. Yep. Of himself. That's his. Uh, it's, yeah. it's my birth name yeah. after uh, after the COVID. It's it's what it is. John we'll B. talk about Here that because I, you know, everybody knows me as Chris, uh, but. I started off as CJ because my family called me CJ. And so you mean to tell me now as an adult, no one calls you CJ? It's rare. Really? It's rare. Although my, my D&D group calls me CJ because Brian called me CJ because they had to differentiate between me and another Chris. Gotcha. So if I'm working with another Chris, I have people usually call me either CJ or Calderon. Gotcha. Like Greg calls me Calderon all the time. And I will never call you nothing but CJ. Yeah. I mean, I've known you as Chris, but it's always Last been CJ. Last name's very military-ish, and Chris is very formal and very, uh, uh, yeah, CJ's very, I always say, if, if you're a close friend or we've known each other for a long time, call me CJ. Absolutely. You know. 
So yeah. And well, then, I feel I feel privileged to be able to call you CJ. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You should. No. <laughs> so Jay, you start with Jay. Yep. And then you, what made you want to change it from Jay to John? If you want to talk about it. Well, I told you to talk about it. It wasn't mm-hmm. even my choice. I mean, it was it was fourth grade. So you know, during during the early eighties, a lot of our parents. There was a a very crazy time. There was no real like uh, it. It was the first intentional breakdown of the family you know there was a lot of single moms dads were disappearing this and that i never knew my father my mother didn't want me to carry on my deadbeat dad's name who i never knew so she wanted me to carry on my grandfather's name who you knew who was like the father figure in my life so in fourth grade she legally changed my name to uh carry on my grandfather's last name instead of my father's but it was very weird because in fourth grade, I end fourth grade, everyone knows me as Jay Shastine. And then when I get back to school in fifth grade, everyone's like, hey, Jay. I'm like, no, it's John Belante now. And they're like, what? So it was yeah. a big change, especially for me. But uh, it ended up catching on. And the, it, it helps me to identify the people I've known forever, forever, because they know me as Jay. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But yeah, it, was, it wasn't my choice whatsoever. It was kind of a, a legality thing and... Uh, you know, it was what it was for my mom. Yeah, because that's like, I, I remember when I said, well, it's John, and I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't, we, you didn't really explain it too much. Or right. maybe you did, but you only touched on some things and we kind of moved on. But I, I thought, oh, i got to be careful now. Right, you got to tiptoe yeah. around the tulips on this one. This yeah, they have, another friend of mine when I was in high school, uh, Doug, he changed his name to Rory. And I'm like, I can't I just tell you, call you Doug. It's so much easier to say than Rory all the time. But right. It's a similar kind of thing. And I remember like, okay. the Rory, though, because you talked about Rory. And I never knew him as Doug, but I remember you talked yeah, about your friend Rory. in high school. And a um, good friend of mine, one of the few friends, and I went and ended up going to uh, Lance Cruz Central. But, um, yeah, it, it's one of those things that just happens. And, like, my brother with, like, Rob, like it was Robbie, like right. we were talking about. I grew, grew up with him, and he called me CJ. Then it turned into uh, Rob. Yep. Then high school and all that, and then from and then Jeff would call him RC. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> so I remember. I remember right. when Jeff drew, or was it your brother who drew RC yeah. and Jeff as the rappers? I remember yeah. that billboard Spud. that they Spud drew. The Spud the yeah, 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 it's so so awesome. <laughs> and then uh, and then after that, it was. Roberto, like when he kind of went into college, post-college a bit, so I'm like, see, there's this whole thing. But your brother did the Roberto thing, totally for for women. I mean, to go from Robbie to Rob to Roberto, girls would ask him in college, what's your name? He's like, Roberto. (laughs) It was was an absolute win-win. I would have done it too. And he really didn't even need to do it. But the fact that he did it just accentuated (laughs) the awesomeness that he already perpetuated. Uh, so it, it is weird, the, the name thing. And, like, I experienced it more when I went in the military, like, because everyone calls them each other by last names. Right. So I got called Calderon a lot. And um, so that kind of carried over a little bit. I don't know why it carried over a little bit in college. Maybe his last name stand up when you're doing a roll call, the, the professor's going by last names. Oh, yeah. If there's another Chris in the class or another same name, then they that's how you differentiate between yep. people. So... It is weird. It, it, it's almost like, and it's a little bit of a, like a personality shift sometimes. Very subtle. Like when CJ's, it, CJ's, I feel more, 
it's a different aspect of me. Like, I know I'm going to bring out some part of me that, you know, we shared growing up playing guns. Right. I'm, I'm not maybe going to have so many walls up. If somebody calls me Chris, I'm going to be a, a lot more straight, very formal, not as loose, maybe not like a dick or anything like that, but it's just, it's very, okay, that's the mask I put on for work. Oh. Uh, this guy, Chris. Absolutely, you know? with the mask thing, because... Yeah. You know, no pun uh, intended. No, no pun intended. See, and, and I've taken it even a step farther than that. John B., the person who I identify with now, is a very good-hearted dude, a hard worker, good father, good this, good that. You don't want to meet Jay Shastine because he's a motherfucker. <laughs> he's a real piece of shit. Yeah. Like, don't make Jay. Sh- I, t- I tell that to people all the time. Do not make Jay Shastine come out because that motherfucker is an asshole, and he will he will take it to that level. Yeah. But it's funny that you say that you say masks, right? Like, I had an idea years ago uh, about uh, a movie or a screenplay I wanted to do, and I, I wanted to call it Shells, right? Mm-hmm. Because all of us, every every time we go in front of different people or different situations or go to work, we wake up in the morning, we look in the closet, and uh, we say, "Okay, this is a shell I'm going to put on for the day," and we put on the shell, right? right. Yeah. So every day is a different shell, and so my whole movie premise was. What if we follow someone around that day and they keep putting on the wrong shell for the wrong situation? Ah, yeah, and you go like through that. it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but it's funny that you said that because that really is, you know, how it how how it comes down to it. And I've pretty much in my whole life been able to differentiate and split the two personalities, and I know you know. Mm-hmm. And even though it's not a very good thing to blame everything on this alter personality, but I know that guy, and he, he's a real asshole. You don't want to fuck around with Jay Shasty. <laughs> Just saying. Well, maybe it's like when we, the older you get, the more situations, the more people you meet, the more kind of things you have to, may, I don't want to say phoniness, but like kind of the more, if you meet somebody for the first time, you're going to be different than us oh, growing up. Absolutely. It's just a, so you kind of you can't help but to split off a little bit of an alter ego, and uh, act slightly different, even if it's a subconscious thing. Oh, totally! And, it's totally uh, a subconscious thing, yeah. and it, it it's what we have to do because one thing I've learned after all these years of my life is uh, you can't win the game unless you fucking play it. Mm-hmm. As much as I fought against it, my most of my whole entire adult life, I came to realize that you can't win if you don't play. Yeah. So you might as well play the game, and each different role that you have to play, different situations, um, different uh, uh, environments you find yourself in, you got to kind of fit into the role of it. You got to kind of make your way to the top of the hierarchy in that individual situation, and you know make yourself known, get yourself heard, make connections, and do what mm-hmm. you got to do. But it takes a different personality each time, because yeah. at the end of the day, no one really wants to know the real fucking you. Unless they've fucking known you forever. Yeah. You know, most people are all about, what can you do for me? What can I do for you? How can we both mutually benefit from this interaction? Yeah, yeah. And I, I really hope that in the future, life isn't like that. But, right. you know, for what it is now, it's kind of where we're at. And it's, it's a little sad. So you want to tell everybody what you do for a living? Or, what, or more of like what, what you've been working on your whole life as far as creatively? However you want to go about well, yeah, I mean, the audience. You know, a lot of my creativity goes back to knowing you growing up. Yeah. 
because you were such an awesome fucking artist and everything you did. I'm, I'm not even placating the guy. I mean, he really was. He's fucking great at everything oh, he did. Thank you. And I always wanted to be able to create that way, but I was not a good artist as far as drawing, coming up with stories, but I found my niche in a different way, which mm -hmm. was uh, through music. Yeah, like, yeah. I could I could write amazing uh, stories and raps and poems and songs and uh, kind of take on that persona. And I did a lot of music stuff in uh, the early part of my life and was in multiple different bands and was able to do all that. But I, I was it was a duality because at the same time, I'm like, mm -hmm. well, I still need to come up with some kind of skill that will make me some damn money yeah. throughout my life. So uh, I was very lucky to find... Uh, a mentor uh, in uh, Mr. Charlie Murphy, the carpenter from <laughs> Gross Point, Michigan. Who uh, his name is really Charlie Murphy. Oh, it's really Charlie Murphy. Except <laughs> he is he is a fiery little Irishman. He's like five uh, foot nine, yeah. totally bald, but he is the most badass man. He's a man of men, you know. And mm -hmm. This guy yeah. was the toughest dude I know, and uh, he he was an amazing carpenter. Kind of took me in under his wing and showed me. What it was like to uh, to be a man and to, you know, learn the skill to take care of your family and pay bills and all that shit. But uh most important thing Charlie Murphy ever taught me is he taught me the Charlie Murphy Three Rules to Life. Would you mm -hmm. like to hear what the yeah, three sure. rules to yeah. life were? Definitely. So uh, rule number one, uh, Johnny B, you got to know how to open a beer with a hammer, right? <laughs> so show me how to open a beer with a hammer. Yeah. And, uh, which I, I caught on to very quick. Second rule of life was, uh, Johnny B, it, it's a three beer rule. After work, we have three beers, take your ass home. Because nothing good happens after three beers. <laughs> You're either not going home that night, you might get a DUI, you're yeah. going to be in big trouble. Yeah. And then the third and most important Charlie Murphy rule of the life was, uh, if you ever decide to get married, never cheat on your wife, because that's, a uh, a guilt that you'll never ever get rid of. Right. So I've, I've carried these things with yeah. me throughout my life, and uh, I owe a lot to the man because he he taught me a skill that I still use to this day, owning my own company and everything um, that makes me money, takes care of my family, mm -hmm. and gives me a sense of pride and purpose as a man to go out every day, work, make money, and create stuff. But uh, all that, like I said earlier, a lot of that creativity that I've always done. You kind of really pushed me, CJ, at an early age to uh, be creative and develop find, your and develop yeah. the creativity because yeah. I seen it in you and how amazingly creative you were, and I'm like, damn! I mean, you had that drive way far beyond what most people mm -hmm. actually get that drive at in their lives. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, that's a phone. You know what? That's totally my fault. So I'm going to shut it off now because. Uh, it's something I should have done before we started this thing. So excuse me for my rudeness. That's all right. It happens. It is what it is. Kind of, this is an awful cuff. Kind of. I totally forgot about the phone in my pocket. All right, guys. Handle pocket. Pocket. I on vibrate, but <laughs> it's amazing that you find a mentor, and that always seems to be the thing that successful people run oh, yeah. into is a mentor in their uh, chosen field, whatever that may be. And something clicks. Something clicks with that person and you, and you develop some kind of a a template, a disciplined template to, to base that off of. Right. It's it's a workout. You know, 
yeah at the very basis of it and he he taught me a work ethic and taught me a skill and uh a hustle that i could always make money at no matter what yeah how do you repay that back to somebody? I could never repay him for what he did for me. Yeah. He taught me something to be able to go on for the rest of my life, to be able to provide for my family, mm-hmm. and to take life by the reins and just handle shit. You know? And I, as much as a cliche as it is, I take a lot of pride in being a carpenter and being able to create stuff and, and build things and do all that. You know, everyone's everyone's a carpenter until the real carpenter shows up. It's kind of the, the bottle yeah. that I live by these days. Hmm. Yeah, man. But uh, I guess it's that it's that balance between the two polarities of how do I stay a creative person and express myself that way while still taking care of business and and you know and, and the bills and all that and how do I go between those two worlds and can I combine them? How do I combine those, and how do if can I, and or can I do I take that ethic and put it into the other one, and take a little bit of the creative and put it into the the regular, you know, work that I'm doing right now, you know. Right. And it know. it is it is kind of tough, but at least through carpentry, I found a way to be able to be creative and make money at it, even yeah. though it isn't the, uh, you know, exactly the exact creative way I wanted to be. But I was able to be like, okay, I can make shit. I can be artistic, mm-hmm. and people will buy it and want to, you know, have this product and thing that I produce and make money at. Yeah, and that was a good thing. Yeah. But yeah, all this work stuff. You know, we live, we're in a time and age right now where most of this work stuff and adulting and really, really doesn't mean shit anymore. Really, does it? But it is what it is. <laughs> It's you know, an excellent podcast tonight, sir. Thank you. Oh, dude, thank you. <laughs> I, I really hope it's entertaining because it, it's all it's all I ever wanted to do, and it is your birthday, yes, and I want to thank you. I want to come come with this with respect, and and I do. I have mad respect for what you've been doing. I mean, a hundred podcasts, bro. That's that's some real shit. That's You're almost some serious at three thousand downloads. Almost at three thousand. Trying to get there by the end of the year. Most people, most people can't even accomplish anything like that or take the risk to do what you've done and i i don't know if you were doing the podcast before i heard um your uh i think it was a youtube thing of your trip from la to New yeah York. i was doing it before that so I, you were doing a podcast I did it in before 2009 that. but i only did like maybe a couple episodes at that point and then 2010 i started hitting the you know i didn't like maybe six and that, the reason I did so few is because I did such, I put a big production into it. Like I made them like comedic skits. And so there's a lot of audio, like a lot of different tracks I was dealing with. So I was more of a different, it was a different kind of thing. And I would record out in my car and I was going through tough times. I was in California then in Los oh, Angeles. Yeah. And, and it kind of birthed this podcast. And I was listening to Kevin Smith's podcast at the time. So as always, he's a big inspiration to me. Oh, yeah. So that's when it, that was I was doing like, doing stand up comedy, so I added some more comedy into it. But I love talking about movies and comics and all that stuff. So I kept a big hodgepodge and kept at it, and I didn't give up on it. And every year I did a little bit more, a little bit more, and it, it so now we're now we're starting to grow here. Right, so. and here we are. Yeah. And not only not only was it you know your 
going towards a goal and an end game of what you're trying to do. That was so imperatively important healing and like yeah. like like therapy for you like yeah, during that whole time. Yeah. And if 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 fucked up people when they're in their fucked upness could actually yeah. realize, hey, I actually have control of this situation. I can take the reins and try to make this better and do something with it. And what you did is is a complete inspiration. I mean, it was an inspiration to me throughout nice. all that, honestly. Thanks, Your man. whole story coming across country. I listened to the whole damn thing. That's and it was awesome. fucking great. It was absolutely awesome. great. And then when I started listening to the Thank podcast you. and uh it just it just felt like we were doing what we're doing right now, sitting in my living room or your living room in our basement, mm-hmm. hanging out, talking, and just kind of reminiscing and having fun. Yeah. Yeah. It and it's it's so funny because, you know, me by myself, like I can talk by myself and I, I don't have guests on for a while I didn't have any guests for a while right so I had to kind of be hopefully be entertaining and hopefully my thoughts could, you could listen to it and be like okay I got something out of that or whatever he went through I always say it it's my little life lesson that I can share and oh, absolutely. hopefully you can say oh I wouldn't have done that or why did he do this and maybe you can learn from it somehow but um, and it's like so I, that's why I started to have voices like celebrities like Stallone on or Arnold on, and because I wanted to have a back and forth a little bit, you know. And, what do uh, you mean, CJ? <laughs> you should actually have me on every time you get on the podcast. It'd be amazing. That way, I'll be. My ready. whole entire Arnold oh. voice came from hearing you to yours, <laughs> and I say it all the time, and people love it. But it totally comes from listening to you. Oh, that's fine. You can do that. I mean, it's like no problem. You know, you want to do that. I ain't drinking the night, you know. I wish you were drinking the night. You were drinking before I met. too old. What I drink tonight? And you know, my wife Camille says that none of us should be doing the drink, drink on alcohol. But I tell her if we do do the drink, drink, then we all should come together and be the happy. And if we ain't happy, then I'm gonna slip. A little shum shum <laughs> into the drink and make it go sleepy sleepy. I'm so offended right now. Oh, dude. So speaking speaking <laughs> of offended, I, I'm watching I'm watching uh, uh, TV the other night and uh, Eddie Murphy's Raw comes on stars, yeah. and so this new rating comes up and it mm-hmm. says uh, culturally outdated material. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Is this is this a new rating right now? I mean, because Eddie Murphy goes in, he goes into the yeah. Italians, he goes into the he he fucking hits everybody yeah. with it. Yeah. And the the thing of it is, the shit is funny. Mm-hmm. When did we all become so offended? Yeah. In the generation that grew up with South Park, mm-hmm. Beavis and Butthead, Family yeah. Guy, how are we so offended by comedy? Yeah. Dark comedy. It's ridiculous. People are so triggered. Off of the most ridiculous things, and it's like, oh, did, did you get your feelings hurt? Oh, are, 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 are you gonna are you gonna go cry in the corner, bud? Like seriously, like mm-hmm. this shit has to stop. Have you heard the latest about Baby Yoda? <laughs> tell, wait, wait, wait. So, because I'm all about the Mandalorian, right? so you got to tell me what's going on, he, with Baby Yoda. He, he's canceled because of uh, he ate eggs. He ate the eggs of the uh, frog. Uh, oh, the frog people, right? Which. Okay, that's pretty, you know, he shouldn't have done that, but they're saying, how dare he do that? He's committing gen- genocide. Genocide. 
<laughs> it's like okay, yeah, but it's a cute show with a baby Yoda. It's... How about how about a baby was hungry? This is his food that he eats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, he didn't know no better. He's a baby. There's still some left. It's not like he ate. Yeah, all he things. didn't eat all of them. Yeah, you know. Yeah. He ate. A, he ate a few. He ate a few. <laughs> you know, it's it's absolutely ridiculous that that people are gonna they're just going off the deep end, and it's it's all part it's all part of a of a bigger scheme that they 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 like us separated and argumentative and hating each other because it makes it easier to control. Yeah, you know, makes it makes the general population a lot easier to control when. Uh, we hate mm-hmm. each other for the stupidest shit instead right. of hate the people that's really behind the shit that's perpetuating the fucking hate in the first place. I don't, I just, I don't, I don't play into that shit, you know. The, the older I get to, maybe I'm uh, getting to the age of uh, the grumpy old man, get off my lawn, but <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's kind of where it's at. It's like, you know, stop throwing fucking garbage on my lawn. Nah. Stop being an asshole. Go to work. Take care of your shit. And uh, you know, toughen up a little bit. Toughen up a little uh, bit. It's a tough world out there. Somebody gives you shit, give them shit back. Give them shit back. Do uh, do. What's the what's the fucking one saying that I absolutely love? It's uh, do no harm, but take no shit either. You know, right? Yeah. I I ain't out here trying to hurt anybody or step on anybody's toes, but at the same time, don't hurt me. Don't step on mine. We'll be fine. Yeah. Don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. Mm -hmm. It's kind of where I'm at these days. And it's yeah, it's a damn shame, and we we find ourselves at a cusp of existence that's uh, very unique to where we're at, because honestly, CJ, our generation is the last generation that knew life before technology. Yeah. We knew be home when the streetlights are on. We were we were free range children. We were uh, you know go outside and play. You know, do your chores, go outside and play. We were gone all day. We were building forts. We were having fun. We were having a good time. Yeah. Uh, where's everyone at? Oh, find where everyone's bikes are at because that's where all the kids are hanging out. And they, it's like the powers that be know that. They know that we know life before and after and we can differentiate. Yeah. And we can tell, oh, this is bullshit. Like, this, this ain't fucking right. We know better. And that makes our generation so very, very important. And uh, they they've done everything in my mind to try to destroy us. Whether it's with uh, the depression, the 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 drugs, the everything they they kind of put into us. They they want us all at home, scared, buying Amazon, fearful, yeah, not going out and uh, self medicating, and really not dealing with things that used to be real to us. You know, the the family Sunday dinners, the Family going to church, the you know the family getting together, respect for the elders, respect for the grandparents. I really feel that those things are, are gone now. That way of life is uh, is a thing of the past, and it'll never it'll never go back to the same thing. And it's it's kind of sad because those things really did, you know, make us who we are today, and they they kind of made us the men and women that we are. Yeah, I have a hard time being in you know the construction industry finding youngsters and I say youngsters because I'm only 42 years old but kids under 25 years old they they cannot hack it they cannot do this kind of work they cannot do this job they have excuses for everything and it's you got to coddle them you got to baby 